This is your host, Terry Noland, and this is your community. Come on in, grab a seat, and strap in. Here we go with episode two of a two-part series on literacy leaders build trust. Now, last week I talked about the fact that literacy leaders need to have consistency. That is one of the key things that develops and builds trust as you as a leader. And this isn't just in the area of literacy. This is in every area of your life. You are seen as a leader if you are consistent. So that was the number one, consistency. Also, to build and develop trust with those around you. Doesn't matter who it is, can be your kids, colleagues, parents, that you need to have open communication. Speak, talk, and listen. That also comes down to developing relationships. So having these two things help to develop and build and establish trust. I mean, think about it right? You trust others when they are consistent. They do things they say they're going to do. They follow through. They are open and accurate and honest with their communication. All right. So let's look at some more attributes, some more things that you can do as a leader to develop trust with those around you. Because you know what? When I look at what we need to do to smash that literacy divide in this country, is we've not only got to have the knowledge, we've got to be able to share that knowledge. We've got to be able to influence others around that knowledge. It's one thing to be knowledgeable, but if you can't influence anyone in that direction and the research and the evidence and the proof of what works, it's useless. It's meaningless. So that's why we have to develop and grow ourselves as leaders so that in order to make a change in our classroom, schools, and districts. All right. So that was number one and two. Now let's look at number three. Number three is you need to be competent. It just makes sense, right? It just makes sense. I wouldn't trust an incompetent leader, would you, right? I wouldn't trust someone that's leading me and they have a level of incompetence. I mean, the first thing that's coming to my mind is, you know, let's say we're going on a guided hiking tour, you know, and and I'm looking to my guide to lead me in a path that is not going to put me in danger, that's going to be safe, that we're going to see some great views. But if we're on this hiking trip and, you know, several times throughout the trip, I'm almost lost my life. I'm not going to trust that leader. You know what? Competency. And when it comes to competency, we've got to be providing accurate information. Now, listen, I'm going to get real right here. There are things that I said two years ago, a year ago, probably even a week ago, that my mind has shifted and changed around when I got more knowledge. So I understand that something that you believe or know or say might change and shift. I get it. But listen, that's where your vulnerability comes in. I talked about that last time. But it's this level of competency 
that's what's going to develop and build trust. And when it comes to literacy, when it comes to reading instruction, guess what? That's where I stand on the shoulders of the giants. That's where I go and look at the research and become discerning of that research. That's where I'm going to go look for the giants, because if I can give you accurate information off of what some of these folks are saying and doing and speaking and living and breathing, then I am growing my own competence. And here's the thing that when you are a competent leader, people keep coming back to you for the knowledge. They keep coming back to you because you didn't steer them wrong. You didn't take them on the side of a cliff and your feet slip out from under you. You gave them the right information. You know what, in in the world of reading and reading instruction and evidence-based and structured literacy and all of these things, you know, go and find those leaders. I mean, I, I can rattle off some of these folks off the top of my head. You know, I'm, I'm looking at Louisa Motes. I'm looking at Dr. Marianne Wolf. I'm looking at, you know, uh, things that come out from Lene Airy, from Dr. Jan Hasbrook. I, I mean, there's so many folks that we can look to and, and I'm, I'm just rattling them off, right? But remember, when you're competent, people keep coming back. And here's what I think is so important. You know, we've got administrators making choices and decisions about curriculum when they really don't know what should be purchased. But if you are someone in your school and in your district that is always looked at as the one with the knowledge, the competency, you're setting yourself up for them to come and look to you right? Let them come and look to you as that competent leader. All right, let's keep going. The next one that helps to develop and build trust is the empowerment of others. All right, stick a dagger in my heart because I'm a control freak, right? I tell my kids all the time, go clean your room. And we know what happens. They shove the clothes under the bed, the closet shoved full. You know, in fact, my oldest son right now, I have really had a shortage of forks lately. Well, you know what? I got smart last night. I went into his room and guess where a lot of my forks were. So if I were to say, I'd really appreciate it if you'd clean your room. Now, listen, he's in home for the summer in between his freshman and sophomore year of college. So he's grown, right? Should know better than to keep the forks in the bedroom. But we know kids will be kids, even though they are in college. And, uh, you know, if I were to say, I'd like you to clean your room, and then, you know, he goes about, that's not mom clean. I'm the control freak. I want to get in there and make things right. If it's not a right angle, it's a wrong angle, in my opinion. It, that's not empowerment. Once again, put a dagger in my heart because this one hurts for me. This one's hard for me. I've got to empower others. But if I'm going to empower others, so to develop this level of trust and understanding and 
cooperation and team building. I, I've got to train you first, right? You know, I, I got to train you in what mom clean looks like. I've got to train you to the level of expectation that is around surrounding what I want you to do. So if I'm a literacy leader, and I'm going to take the perspective of a principal here. If I'm a literacy leader, I'm going to make sure that that in-service learning for my staff, for my educators, is putting the right content in front of you and helping you to be a discerning teacher of content, right? And listen, here's the cool thing. When you empower others, when you train them up, because I am starting to put, you're starting to trust me. Let me start there. You're starting to trust me, but you know what it's doing? It shows that I'm trusting you. If I train you up in in what I want to see in the classrooms, if I train you up and purchase the curriculums and the programs and the supplementals and the things that are going to get kids to be skilled readers, then I am trusting you to execute on that. There is this reciprocity that is happening when I start to empower others train you and not just on the you know the how the how but train you up in the why train you up in the execution train you up in the language train you up in everything you need to know to be a skilled and empowered teacher in your classroom so at disney guess what if you are hired as a street sweeper your training is several days long Now, it it doesn't seem like it would be that hard of a thing to know how to sweep the streets at Disney, right? You got your little stick with the little scoop on the end of it and then my broom and, okay, let's practice. I don't see that taking several days. But you know why they do several days? Is because the street sweeper needs to know about the layout of the park. The street sweeper needs to know about guest services. The street sweeper needs to know how to make people happy around them. The street sweeper is more than a street sweeper. A street sweeper is there to make the experience better. You see how training gets big? When I empower you, you're starting to trust me because I am giving you more responsibility than just sweeping a pile of trash into a bucket. When I am a literacy leader, you have the life of a student in your hands. This isn't just about making sure that the student understands how to attack a word, understanding syllable division, understanding what to look for in your letter and your letter combinations to start breaking down that word. Yes, yes, we need that. But I also need to empower you beyond that. Why? Let's look at vocabulary. How does it integrate into our language comprehension? How do we extend that through to spelling and writing? How do I make you bigger? I'm empowering you. You're going to start to trust me more than just teaching you explicit skill. Okay, keep on going. All right, risk. Risk in our relationships. That's going to start to develop trust between us. 
And the first thing that comes to mind for me in this area is thinking about the zone of proximal development, right? Uh, you know, anytime I think about that, that there's an image that pops up in my head and, and we are pushing students to that zone of proximal development. We always talk about this with students, but what about with adults? What about this with individuals that are older? I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. I'm not going to let you fall off the edge, but I am going to push you. My expectations are going to be high for you because then when I push you and you achieve, you're trusting me. You're trusting that I know. When I push you and say, classroom teacher, do not teach your children to guess at words. But, but principal, that's all I've, that's what the curriculum says to do. That's all I've been taught. How else would I teach them? I'm going to push you. Do not teach them to guess at words. I'm going to train you in what to do instead. I'm going to push you. But we got to be open, honest in our communication and discussion of these things. We've got to establish that risk in our relationships. All right. Also, if you're going to trust me, I've got to have integrity. I've got to have integrity. I think in the world of education, there's so much integrity. There's so much integrity, mainly because there's so much heart. There's so much passion. There's so much that is going on that outweighs the negative. But we know in any profession, in any place, and in any space, there are times when integrity doesn't show up integrity didn't get invited to the party. We know that happens. And, uh, you know, integrity, it's those little bitty things that start to creep in. But when I am a person of integrity, you can trust me, right? Doesn't say I am never going to do anything wrong because as leaders, we do something wrong every day. As a grown-up, I do something wrong every day that I'm like, I wish I could suck those words back in my mouth. I wish I could uh, recall that email. I wish I could say that again differently. But we have to demonstrate that integrity, say we're wrong when we are wrong, and stand up to it. It is my fault. It's my fault. Integrity is all about character. And character is all about not what we say, but what we do, right? It's what we do. And when my doing, when my actions match up with what I say, that trust grows and develops and builds and strengthens. And you know what, my friends, when there is trust that is weaved through the culture at a school, think about what that does for teacher retention. Think about what that does for student-teacher relationships. Think about what that does for your parent interaction with your school. Trust, mm, it's a big one. Here's also another thing about character when we're thinking about integrity. Character, it's a choice. I get to choose whether or not I want to have character. I get to choose whether or not I want to have integrity. It's my choice. 
And if it's my choice, choose wisely. Choose wisely. You know what? So often in education, we want to hire the best. Of course we do. Absolutely. We want to hire the best. We want to keep those best. But when we're, when we're hiring, we're looking at you on a piece of paper. We're looking at your skills, your abilities, your giftedness. And those are the things that get you hired. But character is what keeps you in the game. Character is what keeps you there, right? Uh, my um, giftedness is what gets me in the door. And my character is what keeps me in the door. Trust. We've got to build trust. And my very last thought that rounds out, close out these two episodes about literacy leaders develop trust. If you can't trust everything someone says, you can't trust anything. Right? Guys, if I am leading and the words in my mouth are stained a little bit, and I know they are, and I, that's the point. I know they are stained. I, I know they are not exhibiting the integrity and the character. Uh, I, I know there's some false there. You know what? You can't trust me. If you can't trust everything someone says, you can't trust anything. Now, there is a difference between that, those words coming out of my mouth, and words coming out of my mouth that I later come to realize and find out that, ah, we've learned better. You know, my Angelou says that, you know, once you know better, you do better. Those words weren't stained at the moment I said them. Those words didn't have falsehood in them. Those words weren't compromising my character because I truly believed them at the time. But I had the forethought and the knowledge and the vulnerability to go back and say, ooh, ooh, I was wrong there. It's when the words come out of your mouth that you know are stained, that you know have falsehood in them, that you know aren't exhibiting and showing your character and integrity. Literacy leadership is so much more than teaching and making sure that the knowledge is there around what works for reading instruction. Guys, that's huge. That's big. That sea of knowledge is growing every day. It's becoming massive. But if we don't build and grow ourselves in the area of leadership, that knowledge can't go anywhere. That knowledge has no place to grow. That knowledge has no meaning. That knowledge cannot change the world. I've got to develop myself. Use these things. Place them on your heart. Place them in your head and become somebody that is trustworthy. Guys, please go out and share this episode. If you think somebody else needs to hear it, share it. Tell them. That's what empowerment is all about because you know what? We don't want to sometimes, and I'm guilty, we don't want to give up our power to somebody else because then I feel like I have less power. I don't want somebody else to hear these episodes because then that means that I can't shine. But you know what? When you share, it just compounds the culture. When you share, it just compounds the knowledge. When you share, it compounds the power 
in your life because you're going to be somebody that look, is looked at as somebody that is competent, referring good material. Go out and share and go out and lead with trust. Thank you for going on the journey today. Thank you for being present. Thank you for continuing to grow and learn. If we are going to make an impact on education, create significance in the lives of our students, we need you. If you want to learn more about Learning Ally, visit us at learningally.org and be a part of a transformational community.